Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. This episode is sponsored by 3M, Conquer, and PPG. Welcome to the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast, a show created to help painting company owners build a thriving painting business that does well over $1 million in annual revenue. I'm your host, Brandon Pierpont, founder of Painter Marketing Pros and creator of the popular PCA educational series, Learn, Do, Grow, Marketing for Painters. In each episode, I'll be sharing proven tips, strategies, and processes from leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their painting business. We will be interviewing owners of the most successful painting companies in North America and learning from their experiences. On this episode of the Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast, we host guest Tanner Mullen. Tanner is the founder and owner of Premium Painting, a residential repaint company based in Tampa, Florida that does over $1 million per year. Tanner shares his in-depth hiring process, including the many subtle but impactful nuances involved that ensure he hires only the most committed and detail-oriented employees. Tanner also discusses his software Drip Jobs, what it does, and how it has vastly improved the experience he is now able to deliver to his customers. At the end of the episode, Tanner shares a promo code that listeners can use to receive an in-depth hiring course from him as a thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Tanner, thank you for being on the Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast. Dude, I'm stoked. Yeah, we... uh filmed a, a, a podcast on your podcast yesterday. So we're doing a back-to-back here. I'm, I love it. Building off the energy, man. That was an awesome time, man. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can host something similar to the quality that you did, but we'll, we'll see. Ah. Um, so tell us about premium painting, man. Wow, where do I start? So I never thought I'd be in the painting business. Let's start there. It's a good place. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the TED talk. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I, I never thought I'd be in the painting business, to be honest. Actually, my father painted uh, when I was young. I took him, uh, he took me <laughs> when I was young, maybe like 11, 12. Uh, in, in where I live here in Florida, uh, it was, it's the retirement capital of the world, man. So they were putting up retirement communities left and right when we first moved here. So he had an in with uh, one of the communities and he pretty much built his business word of mouth. So I remember dude, every day in the summer, he'd at least ask if I wanted to work. And then he'd shoot me 60 bucks for the day. And that was to me like 10 grand, man. And, uh, you know, it was great because I got to be a part of it. And I really got to experience what the before and after feeling is for the customers. My dad was a rock star, dude. I mean, he was customer service. Everyone loved him in the community. Um, just, uh, really showed me what that this world look like, you know, um, 
but it was sweat work, man. It was, it was a grind and, and he was doing everything. So, you know, for me, it was definitely something I did not want to, uh, did not want to get into. So, uh, yeah. fast forward now I'm in it <laughs> and yeah. there's a lot in between, but in terms of where we are now with premium painting, um, fast forward, uh, five years in business, we have 13 employees. We have a small division that does a little bit of flooring and moldings. Uh, we only do residential painting. So, yeah. Are you guys W2 or, or subcontractors? Everything's W2. Everything besides my pressure washer and the occasional stucco job or, you know, but every, everyone's uh, on the books. Yeah. Why, uh, why do you like W2 over subcontracting? Uh, you know, quality control um, is, you know, and I, and I understand that in some cases, maybe that's not accurate to those who have built sure. long lasting sub relationships. I think if you're in the Northern hemisphere of the United States or wherever you're at, you have a big hurdle, which is uh, winter and you don't have the pressure to keep uh, uh, employees staffed fully every week, no matter sure. what here in Florida, we paint year round. So for me, it just made sense instead of trying to find subcontractors to do work for me and have to ask them what their schedule is and try to build those relationships early on, which I didn't, I didn't have, I just started in the brush myself and built an organically grown team. Sure. And what you guys are now doing, uh, just North of a million, right? Just North, just North, right, right above the cusp. This was our first year of actually clearing like the actual number. Yeah. Um, so in a fiscal year, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Congratulations, man. It's a big, it's a big accomplishment. Thank you, Thank you very much. What, what in your journey, you know, in your five years, um, uh, from zero to now North of a million, I, what do you think got you there? Well, if you could, could kind of isolate one thing, what was the primary driver? Um, you know, it's, it's the ability to balance all four aspects of the business, uh, in a way where there's synchrony you know, where, where administration is taken care of in terms of intake from there, uh, sales is appropriately done in a aggressive fashion initially to increase, you know, increase conversions from lead to, to sale and then production sure. being a leader of individuals and, and having the ability to turn average painters into managers and managers into a supervisor, you know, and, and having the, the ability to recruit properly. Uh, but I'd say, you know, just to be able the ability to balance all four phases of, of business. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. So the, you know, you're going the W2 model, obviously a lot of our listeners um, go subcontractor route, but some go W2. Where do you, do you have any advice for where to find good painters or, or how to make good painters and how to retain yeah. them? Anything like that? Yeah. Well, in terms of advice, you know, I think the first thing you need to do is make sure it's a place where good painters would want to be. You know, I don't think you need to be a painter very long in order to do that. I just think that you need to understand what a good painter would want. And, you know, if you understand the dynamics of what an employee craves, they crave, in my opinion, a few things. One, stability. Um, and that's both financial and the stability and who you're being led by in terms of your temperament. Uh, and, and you just got to find out what makes them tick. You know, there's some people that thrive in a, in a team environment. I would think of what your value proposition is for someone who is an ideal candidate. Identify what that is. For me, it's someone that shows up on time, has character, wants to grow, and understands his role in the company uh, or her role in the company. So for me, it's just about, you know, finding someone is one thing, but when you do find them, 
are you bringing them home or is this a stepping stone to, you know, somewhere else? And I think if the answer is the latter, then I think you got to really dig deep, dig down to the foundation and make sure it's a place where uh, they want to call home. Sure. Yeah. Make sure you're providing them some kind of opportunity, you know, for growth and expansion. Where do you, are are there any particular lead sources, so to speak, where you have found uh, or produce higher quality potential employees? Indeed, or Facebook or referrals. Or I started off of, well, you know, the best actually when it comes to employees, you know, you know, word of mouth, right? Anyone that's working for you, hey, do you have a friend, right? That's always good to get started with. But from there, when you exhaust those channels uh, of just word of mouth, you then have to get a little, little creative. Craigslist was really good for me off the bat, um, but it's not so much where the lead comes in from. I've gotten a good employee off of fa- Facebook, off of, uh, of course, Indeed has been our go-to lately. You know, but it's not so much about the channel. It's almost like marketing, right? I mean, it, it, the channel is good. It's usually about what it is that you do with it and how, how you filter out that, that, that applicant. In other words, like when you market, you got to make sure that your message is coming across to the right buyers, yeah. you know, regardless of where they're traveling. So for us, like, yeah, it could be Craigslist. It could be, you know, Facebook. It could be Indeed, as long as the message and how we filter out those applicants is coming across in a way that, identifies exactly who we want. Um, it doesn't really matter. Sure. What do you guys have any kind of a, a pre-qualification process? And, and if so, what does that look like? You know, really, I mean, the pre-qualification process is just, you know, the first thing, you know, everything that I do in, in the hiring, I mean, let me put it this way for us, or for me, at least hiring in, in any capacity in any business is the most valuable thing that you could focus on. If you have great people, magically great systems happen magically great work happens magically sales become easier because it's almost like you're selling an undeniable product because you just know it's so good magically marketing becomes easier your confidence shoots through the roof you get held accountable because you know you have good people that are holding you accountable you start to cross your t's and dot your i's right so in other words like you know for me everything about my hiring is a system or a strategy, right? The initial ad, number one. I mean, that's got to tell the world exactly what our standards are. And right off the bat, there's going to be people that read this ad and say, this company is going to demand more for me than I demand for myself. I'm going to fail. And I have empathy and sympathy toward that. Unfortunately, I don't have time to nurture that mindset. I need people that see my ad and say, yep, that's where I want to go. It's almost like if you're looking for a house, you search and search and search and search and search, but you see that one house, you know, it's yours. What we want to do is we want to be that lighthouse for those individuals that align with our standard. And we want them to say, that's my home. That's where I want to be. So I've, I've seen an ad before, I think several, unfortunately, uh, for employees that said, don't show up to work drunk. Is that what you're saying you're using to disqualify people? Is that your ad, Tanner, that I saw? Uh, I don't even need to say that. I think for me, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's just more so like these are the expectations, right? Yeah. And, and I think what I want to do is, number one, I want to I I get you tired of my process to the point where only those that are truly committed actually stick through it, Brandon. That's it, right? So you have the ad initially, which outlines your standards, your vision, your benefits, your 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 the outcome that the person applying could expect if they succeed, right? Setting expectations of next steps is next, right? You find someone who 
goes through that process, applies, then from there is the most important, right? This is where a lot of contractors that I've met and spoke to fail, Brandon. You know what they do? What? They see a good applicant, they pick up the phone, they call them. And then from there, the, the prestige that was created in the ad falls off because they say this, they say, well, Hey man, we have a big job coming up Monday. Why don't you come on by and, uh, why don't you help us out and we'll, and we'll see how it goes. So in other words, you've compromised on what that initial ad portrayed of quality standard system process, right? So you, you compromise there. So for me, what I do is I have a structure in place. You come through my ad, I review your application from there. A nice message goes out and it pretty much says, Hey, thank you so much for applying. We've decided to allow you to move forward to the next step. The next step of our hiring process is a brief five to 10 minute phone interview where we will discuss a little bit about you to ensure that you're a good fit for what it is that we're looking for. And in the same way, we're a good fit for what it is that you're looking for, right? Please indicate the best phone number to reach you and the best time to give you a call. And I have their phone number. And I think it tells me when they want me to call on the initial ad, but I want to see who's following instructions, right? If you're yep. excited about a job, Brandon, okay. And that company actually reaches back out to you. How many times are you reading that email, man? Yeah, quite a few. Right. So for me, everything I do at this point is from experience and there's a little psycho psychology at play here, but I'm really trying to give myself the best chance to sit in front of all stars. Right. And do you know how many people I've sent that to that don't respond? How many more than you think? Yeah. More than you think. Right. So, so thank goodness. Right. So as that person moves forward, now I'm doing a social media check. Mm. Now I'm doing a Google search, right. A very light background check. Do you know, I would say 10% of the time I find something that's publicly visible that wouldn't align with our standard. I don't move forward. I don't move forward. So from there, at that point, when we have that phone interview, it's structured. There's questions. There's, there's, there's a, there's a tone in my voice that says, what you're about to get is better than where you were. Yep. And I need to carry that momentum through the rest of the process up until the point where we're shaking their hand at the end of their one week in-person training, uh, and, and offering them the job. Yeah, man. I love that. It, I think you're making really great points. You know, a lot of companies that, that do take the time and effort to craft a well thought out ad that would appeal to someone that they want, then just sort of rush the rest of the process. And when you, when you compromise, you're basically contradicting yourself and you're, you're losing their respect. Isn't they that no like anything in, in, isn't that like anything in any area of business though? Like it's, it's exciting at first, right? The marketing is great. We, we hired the marketer. We got the ads up. Everything's yep. good. We got the lead. And then what happened when it came time to follow up and hang in there and sell the job? It, it has to stay in line. And, and like you asked, what was this thing that ensured that I got to this point? It was identifying each area of my business and making sure that I was consistent in number one, my, my vision for whatever I was trying to do. And not only that, my ability to stay consistent with the implementation of the things that I needed to do to ensure that the standard of that area maintained or exceeded where it was the day before. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it, it's much better to see them drop the ball by not replying to an email or not following instructions and giving you their phone number than it is for them to drop the ball on, on a client site. And no in tolerance, 
zero tolerance, especially, I mean, again, I, I'll tell you real quick, there's an in-person interview that person's instructed a certain time to be there and cert instructed a certain place to sit, bro. Okay. And I'm not this type of business owner to my guys. Once you make it through, you know, yeah. there's a little bit of leniency there, but if you're going to come into my world, I'm going to make sure that you're, you're on it. Right. Cause at that point I know I don't got to babysit you. Yep. I love you're, it. you're, you're 10 minutes late to my in-person interview and you don't text me or call me to let me know where you're at. That just, that just makes me think that when it's time for you to be on my job, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to have to wonder why you're not clocked in and you're not calling your manager or me to tell, tell us what's going on. So in yeah. other words, from there, at that point, you sit down in front of me 10 minutes late. I'm telling you, unfortunately, this isn't a good fit and you're sitting there confused, but I'm telling you that I'm sorry. You, you didn't follow the instructions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the ability to follow instructions is, is remarkably seemingly rare. Uh, in people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's people out there that do and yeah. they value that stuff, man. And my, I want to collect those people to be a part of my team. Yeah. So Tanner, I've been, been dying to get into this, man. So you, you run this painting business, um, you're successful at it, but you do something that actually interests me even more because it's <laughs> a little bit, it's a little bit, no offense to the painting business. I, I, I applaud you in that, uh, but you're doing something just so exciting with drip jobs which is this this software you're developing i would really really like to hear kind of why you came up with the idea how it works within your business and what it does yeah so early on uh i i learned very quickly that i needed to start keeping track of all of these leads right you know our painting business and some of these trades businesses really just got introduced to the digital economy maybe six, seven years ago, maybe. And it's, and it's like hitting us like a ton of bricks, man, because we didn't have the systems in place to handle power of connectivity online. And we get inundated with messages. We have marketers like you who want to provide us quality leads, right? We have lead generation services that are well-known and almost a default to people who don't know people like you. And they're sunk in unorganized processes. Okay. Yep. Not only just not having a singular place to put all of their contacts, maybe they go with HubSpot and just load them in there. They put them in an Excel sheet, but then from there, they need to find the information when they need it. GPS to an address, create a proposal, send an invoice, schedule a job. You're referencing these data points of all of these customers in all areas of your business. For, let me give you an example. When I first started, this is where I found the need. I signed up with, I'm going to say the word here, man. I apologize. It's okay. I didn't know you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I signed up with Home Advisor. Anybody? Home Advisor. And uh, Anybody so heard home of advisor. Home Advisor? Yeah. Anybody heard of that? Probably not in about five years because they keep changing their, their freaking name. Anyway, yeah. that's all I had, right? And, and, and I, I did like it because... I didn't have to do the groundwork. I didn't have to knock on doors. They sent me people that were seemingly ready and I would be painting. Okay. On the job painting and a lead would come in. Right. So off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, well, let me finish cutting in this room. Then I can go out of this room, sit down and call this lady and schedule the appointment. So me just thinking, all right, cool. I'm going to do that. I get done cutting the room. Took me 
hour and a half because I'm an average painter at best, but I did it. And I'd be like, all right, my, my, let me clean my hands, you know, wash my hands. I'm all good. All right. Go sit down. All right. Got my new lead. It cost me $85 for an exterior lead. I'm thinking, all right, I better get a hold of this lady. I call her nothing. Oh, right. So I'm thinking, all right, well, she didn't answer. Let me call again. Nothing. So I said, all right, well, I should probably send her a text message. So I'd send her a text message. Hey, this is Tanner premium painting. Just reaching out. Are you still interested in that estimate that you wanted? Then I'd send her an email. And then at that point in time, I, I didn't hear back. Right. So yeah. then the next day uh, I'd get another lead and the same thing would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day I'd get another lead. And then, and then the two leads that I got two days prior, I forgot to follow up with them again. Yeah. And then, and then the lead that I got today, he does want an estimate. So I got it, you know, and Brandon, what I realized was, is that like keeping and that's just three leads and I'm already getting stressed out talking about it. It's like, I had to remember about following up with these people, dude. And I had to remember about who was where in the buying process. Right. Yep. So lead three, he accepted my phone call. And now he is at a stage in the buying process further than lead one and two. And then I have my customer that I'm working on. She needs an invoice. And, and, and I didn't have anything that had all of this information at once. And really what drip jobs was formed uh, out of was I, I created a system that allowed us to extract the data from home advisor. Okay. Put it into a system and distribute that data to a bunch of different apps that did a bunch of different things. Right. So as soon as that lead came in, I sent it to a text messaging app that sent them a text message. Cool. Then I sent them to an email app that sent them out drip emails over the course of a week. And what I realized was, is that on day three or day five, people would actually respond to them and they say, so sorry, I was busy. I, I apologize. Can you believe people were busy? I can't even believe, I can't believe that you weren't Dude. just their only priority in their life at that time. And I said, Eureka, I figured it out. I just got to be consistent, but how the heck am I going to do this in a more efficient way? So what I did was, is I buttoned up the system, right? And, um, it was working for me, but it was seven different apps, man. It was Google mm -hmm. Calendar. It was You Can Book Me. It was uh, Active Campaign. It was Zapier. It was, uh, dude, it was everything you could think of. Uh, slick text for texting. And I was so excited about it. I love, yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't wait to share it with my friends that were using, uh, you know, these, these services, right? And they wanted me to build it for them. So I built it. And I said, now I'm, now I'm starting a business where I'm building out this system, connecting their lead sources to it. And it's doing all this stuff for them. And I'm thinking, what did I just stumble across here, man? This is awesome. People are paying me monthly for it. But there were so many holes. Oh, hey, my, my authentic, authentication didn't, didn't go through this yeah. month. And, and they're not getting the text message. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is messy. <laughs> so. Messy. So during COVID, uh, I decided, you know, it's time to take the leap and I want to hire a software company to build this out exactly how I have it, but I want it all in one app. And, uh, that was the birth of drip jobs. So that's where we're at. It does so much more now. It's super awesome. Uh, but that is what, that is how it got created. It's just out of my frustration, trying to balance so many different things. And, you know, one thing I absolutely hated Brandon, and I'll, I'll, I'll stop my spiel here, but you know what I hated the most? What? What? copying and pasting addresses and finding addresses in my phone and plugging them into the GPS. Yep. Dude, that every time I did that, like I got mad and that put me in a, a low frequency head into an estimate. And I'm, and I made sure that all you got to do is tap one button to get wherever you need to go. So yep. that is one of my favorite features.
It's those little details too. You know, you don't, you don't hear much about those, but you being a painting company owner, you running your own business for five years, you're, you're drinking your own Kool-Aid, you're solving your own problems. And I found that in business, those are the best products and services when they're solved by somebody who's in the same shoes as the people that they're solving them for. Dude, I'm the greatest test subject. I use it every day. I find bugs and kinks before anyone, because I'm literally using this on my own customers. You know, when I signed up for softwares, to try to help me. Uh, one, I felt like nobody was a, was an actual contractor that built any of these softwares. Yeah. That's what I felt. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way you're a contractor if you don't have this, or it's no way you're not, you're even listening to your, your contractors if you don't have this feature. Like, how do you not have this feature? You're not talking to your customers. Like, you know, so for me, it, that, that was frustrating too, because I didn't just say, hey, I'm going to start my own thing, man. I went and said, there's nothing good out there, Brandon. And that's how that's, that's, that's where I'm at now. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's your job. You gave me a whole demo, which I appreciated at the, at the PCA expo 2022. And you walked me through the whole thing, had, had me put in my, my email, my phone, um, sent me a proposal. I accepted a whole deal. And one of the things I was really most impressed by was the the full life cycle of the software. That's one of the things I've found still an issue uh, with a lot of pieces of software is maybe they do the sales and the marketing well, but when it actually comes to sending the estimate or the project management component, you need to do, you need to flip the something else or, or maybe there's some other disconnect, but very few of them actually go that whole journey and you being building it just for painting companies, really. I mean, that, that's really what you've built this for. Yep. Uh, I think it's huge. I think it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. There's a lot of steps, man. I mean, let's go through them real quick. You yeah, have a cold lead. Cold lead is number one. Warm lead is number two. A warm lead is someone that you've spoken to, but hasn't committed to an estimate yet. Estimate requested are people that request estimates for you. Uh, sometimes they need to be pre-qualified. I have a lot of cabinet refinishing contractors that want a text message to go out to say, hey, please send three or four photos. Um, and they pre-qualify, uh, or at least they give them a ballpark estimate, right? Uh, from there, once they agree to an estimate, it goes into the estimate scheduled stage. That's four stages right there. Then you have the in-draft stage. That means that you've created some sort of proposal, but yet you haven't sent yet. Maybe you're looking up pricing or you need some more information. So it sits there. Then you have proposals that are sent and then you have proposals that have been rejected. So that's seven stages in your sales pipeline. Then let's flip the script. You got your jobs pipeline. And I've found a way to narrow jobs down to four stages. You have jobs that are waiting to be scheduled. So for you people in uh, up North, so usually you're waiting four or five months to get people on the schedule. And one awesome feature, dude, about this is we can drip out communication to customers that are waiting for their contractor to get around to them in the spring. That's so huge. in other words, oh, it's because you, you will have people turn, you'll have ultimately people need to feel taken care of. They need to feel valued and they need oh, they're to not. know that they are on your mind. Yeah. It's a to-do list in the office. Hey, just let Miss Joanne know that we're still on schedule for six months from now when you could just automate that, you know? Yep. Um, so, so the project management side, believe it or not, I actually love the communication more than I do the sales side, yep. right? So what I just mentioned, jobs that are on the schedule, waiting to be scheduled, then j- projects that are scheduled. So we have um, we have a, a stage for projects that are on the schedule. So that's, that's stage two of four. So what's interesting about this one is they get a text message and they get an email when their job was scheduled. And what I have set up in my system is a drip message to go out five days after asking them to fill out a form to send me colors. So if you think about it, there's really not a system in most cases for contractors to get color selection from their 
customers. And what I do is I automate that five days after the customer's job has been scheduled. And then from there, we have jobs that are in progress. Okay. So we have a list of our jobs that are currently in progress in this jobs pipeline. Now this one's good. One day after the job gets moved to project in progress, I send out an automated text message, just asking the customer nonchalantly if they're happy with the progress of the team today. And you can't imagine how many people respond to that. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But what does it do? It gets them to talk to me and communicate. If whatever the problem is, I can address it. I had a lady who responded Friday night after that text message went out. I was out to dinner with my wife. I did not send this text message. But when I came home, I saw her response. It was about us scratching the floor. Um, and I was able to be proactive about the situation rather than reactive on Monday had I not sent that text out because she probably would have called. I would have had to realign my week, but that automatic drip message went out to that customer quality controlling for me. Last stage, project complete. That's for reviews, right? When you move the, move the deal over to there, a review link goes out automatically and it creates such a seamless workflow. So I just identified 11 stages of a customer life cycle. And you might be thinking, listen to this right now. You might be thinking like, holy cow, like whatever I have right now is usually in a list view or it's nothing in a pipeline fashion. And I highly recommend you find something if it's not drip jobs to help you visually see where your customers are in the customer journey that Brandon talks about. Cause it's so valuable from a sales aspect to be able to pinpoint people that have proposals and to be able to follow up with them in the blink of an eye or even your project management to keep everything in line. So, you know, there's so many cool things that, that we've done with it. You know, it makes my life easy to be able to run my painting business from home and work at drip jobs full time. I wouldn't be able to do it without drip jobs. And I think it sounds overly complicated. You know, you're breaking down all the different phases, but the, the use case is actually quite simple. The interface is quite simple. You know, what it does is powerful, but you don't have to be a techie. You don't have to be a software wizard to use this. Not at all. And, and it's all automated. It, yep. What I explained to you is the principles behind it, but these deals move automatically and the follow-up's already done for you. We wrote them all. All you got to do is add your customers in day one and, 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 and you, I mean, it's it. And that's scratching the floor. I mean, that saves you, that, that very likely saved you from a one-star review because if people, people, sometimes what they'll do is 100%. they'll sit on it and they'll be angry about it. But a lot of yeah. people like to avoid conflict. So for yeah. them, it's sort of easier just not to say anything, but well, I'll get, I'll get done back by going online. And I don't want that, right? I don't want people to be quiet, dude. I hate that. Like if we're not on it, number one, if I don't know about it, I can't coach my team to fix it. If I don't know about it, then I can't make you happy. And they don't know me from Adam. Usually they just hear my voice over the phone. So they don't know my personality. They don't know what, I, I mean, I know where they live. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So if you, you know, some people are you yeah, know, like that, you know what I'm saying? And they just, you know what? My, my floor is crashed. I'm never recommending that company. They might not leave a one-star review, but we'll never get a referral out of them. Yep. No, that's a great point. Yeah. People want to feel that you care. And oftentimes what I've noticed with, with a lot of the painting companies we work with is actually some of the, the best advocates for their business are customers that they screwed up for, but then they went and made it right. And if you screw up for a customer, but you're, you're in constant communication with that customer and you go and make it right, people actually seem to value that more a lot of times than if you just were perfect the whole time. But the oh, 100%. It can almost benefit you tremendously to fix an issue. Yeah. As opposed to just doing what you were supposed to do in a way that you were expected to do it. Don't scratch the floor on purpose, but it shows the, the Yeah, do a lighter one. Just, you know, <laughs> you get a little pain. Something on, you on can buff curtain. out without much of an issue. <laughs> yeah.
Don't get paint yeah. on the wall on the wool carpet though. That was a mistake a while back I made. So. Oh boy, yeah, don't do that. Um, so Tanner, anyone listening, how can they how can they learn more about Drip Jobs or contact you? Um, dripjobs.com. Uh, you can contact me uh, on Instagram at contractor coach. And yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you do sign up, we set you up for free. So if you want, uh, you know, want a free setup, we'll teach you how to use the whole thing, and there's no charge. Really, I'm just, you know, honestly, Brandon, like. I don't even like, I love the plugs. I love, I love getting it out there. I'm so passionate about the education part of this. Like I love seeing the look in people's eyes when they see how this thing is going to save them time, dude. That's what's yep. driving me behind this. Like I know what drip shops is going to be. I just yep. love the fact that I have every time I do a demo, it's like the funnest thing in the world for me because I can literally walk someone through the process and see their face go. Wow. Like that's something that I do now that I'm not going to have to do anymore. Yep. And and that's what it's about, man. It's a big, big relief. Yeah, the you know, with all the painting companies we talk with, one of the biggest components is as, as you scale your business, hiring. You know, who do you hire? How do you how do you relieve yourself of certain tasks? What order do you hire? And it's a theme that comes up again and again and again. And if you you still need to hire, you still need to build teams. But if you can leverage, there's so much technology. You know, Drip Jobs is one excellent example. Right. There, there are all kinds of technology out there, and if you can implement that technology that's just as if not more important than your hiring plan, because ultimately you can reduce your hiring needs and reduce human error and, and just make things flow much more smoothly with that process. So, right. You know, there was a time, Brandon, and, and I, I'll reflect back on the story. I told you, you know, with my dad, you know, paper all over the dashboard, customer would call just getting a couple pieces of information or telling the customer to text you. And you and I were talking about this yesterday, man. Now more than ever, if you're marketing online, you've got to make a great first impression before it was okay. You could, you can tell the guy, the customer, you'll call them back or, you know, not show up one time and then say, Hey, Hey, I was busy and, and show up again. But there's so many options now. And the standard is continuously being portrayed yep. by great marketing companies like you over and over and over again, where you're not, you're not going to get as lucky. Um, yep as as the as the market continues to evolve to continue to trust online reputation and trust over word of mouth referrals so you're you're we're seeing this people are making their own decisions because they have a laundry list of reviews to read and they have a laundry list of data to gather and it's like drip jobs is that middleman drip jobs is that thing that's going to connect the contractor to the customer in a way that is so professional fast and effective that even if you tried your best, you couldn't even compete with what this software would do to you, do for you. Um, yeah. And the perception that it gives your customer is almost like this is an extension of their business. They think it's a, a real human communicating with them. Sure. Um, and it just it just makes you look good. So you know, there's it's so deep. And that, it's funny we were talking about that yesterday about the customer journey. You know, yeah. it, it all it all ties together. No, yeah, you make a good point. I mean, at Painter Marketing Pros, our goal is is to make it unfair for, for the yeah, competitors like of, of our painting of our, we just want to make it not fair. When you, when you show up to an estimate, it's not fair for everybody else who's showing up to the estimate. And I think implementing technologies. It's almost like they're meeting a family member if they're one of your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the kind of level of familiarity and, and kind of trust that you want to establish. Um, but yeah, you know, more and more painting companies, I, I think they're, this industry is amazing. Uh, obviously it has not, Jason Paris made a really good point. He gave a presentation with Nick, uh, Slavic at the PCA Expo, and he said painting hasn't reached its renaissance. You know, plumbing, roofing, HVAC, all these other, all these other industries are so much farther along with this tech, embracing of technology, embracing of systems, 
and so much more advanced in their marketing, but Penny will get there. So one of the keys to success as an entrepreneur and a business owner is you want to get on the forefront of a wave. And this is a wave that anyone listening, it is here. It is coming. The wave is right here. Drip Jobs is here. All kinds of other technologies here. What we do is here. And you can either get on board and, and be on the front of that wave, or you can struggle. Those are essentially long-term, I believe, your options in this industry. What are your thoughts? I mean, that's why we invest so much in educating and training. I don't want people to say, well, I'm not tech savvy. You know, I don't care. Yeah, you know, you know, I'll make, you know I didn't make the software in a way that ne you need a, a certification. I just need yeah. a willing, a willingness to, to try it, to do what we say and, and, and show up to our, our onboarding with you. Like, you know, for me, it's like, I know, I, I knew this and I saw it firsthand as a, as a contractor. I had Sherwin Williams Dickies on dude, paint, paint pants, man. Yeah. I did this. I've lived this life. And now I'm on the other side of it. I run a very successful business. I work probably 10% of my week on my business. I have one office admin that all she does is answer the phone for us. I have no office staff and we're generating a million dollars in a year with two crews. And I'm not saying that for any other reason to inform you that we're optimized because we have systems in place, software, we have marketing in place. We have these things that just make it to where you can actually enjoy the reason you started a business, which is for your time. And yep. to do what you love and to still make money and still make income and impact the lives of the people that work for you. And I think that if you make it about you in terms of, well, I don't want to grow or I don't want to change. Well, that's scary because you're comfortable. But I think if you make it about others and your family, how they'll benefit and how your generations to come will benefit and how the people you hire will benefit, then the, 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 the why is stronger. So the how no longer matters. Sure. And I think when you adopt that mentality in terms of change, uh, you know, the perception is that, that as long as you have good people around you, like Brandon, and I'm, I'm definitely here to help, uh, it's possible. Yeah. Revenue, revenue. I like that idea of the efficiency. Revenue is, is vanity and profit is sanity. Ultimately what, what matters is profit, not sure. your revenue. Revenue is a good sure. benchmark for how many problems you have. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. and and I would love to. I'm, I, you know, keeping my business around this area. I don't want to scale too high. I still want to enjoy. I want to enjoy. You know, that's why yeah. we started business. Florida is a nice place to live. I've become even more of a fan um, since COVID, because I'm, yeah. I'm actually not far from you. So you're in, you're in Ocala, and I'm in St. Petersburg. So we're actually pretty close. Yeah, we got to get tea and crumpets. We do tea and crumpets. It is so, <laughs> Tanner. Before before we kind of start wrapping this up, you also host a podcast I called do. the the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I would love. And I think you may even host one more. I'd love to hear about that. Man, Contractor Seeks podcast, uh, life-changing for me if, in a sense that, uh, you know, when, I, you know, first I started just jumping on the microphone, just talking about business, sales, marketing, all that stuff. And I thought that's what I was going to do with it, man. I thought that's why I started a podcast just to share my thoughts about business. Then I had a, then I had an idea. I said, you know what, well, let me reach out to a couple people that follow me on Instagram and see if they'd be interested in a free coaching session and record it and not charge them for it. And if they, if they say yes, then they agree to let me post the conversation on this podcast. And uh, 200 business breakthrough sessions later, uh, wow. that, has be, that has become our stronghold on the podcast where business owners from all over the United States, I have people in other countries uh, get free coaching sessions from me. We talk about anything, sales, marketing, business, management, whatever they want. And uh, we just hammer out their problems, man. And it's that. like, it's the best. I love giving advice. Like, I don't yeah, know. Case I, study kind of deal. Absolutely. 
Oh man, it's just awesome. So that's that's what that I mean. There's still some great people that I bring on. Nick Slavic. I had JP Jason Paris on. Um, you know, Brandon was just on there yesterday. So don't get me wrong. It's not just for people starting out, but I think there's so many people that we help, uh, and it's such a collective learning experience. That's what that's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, where can they find that? Apple, Spotify. Um, if you look Contract up in the sky, podcast. I got a banner flying over St. Petersburg today. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I thought you were serious. I, <laughs> no, I was about to look out that. the window. Like, am I missing something? <laughs> no, over the beach. No, <laughs> it's not that serious yet. One of those um, on the beach. Yeah. Little anywhere, planes. anywhere, anywhere you would find your podcast. We're there. Contractor secrets. And you know, I, I just, it's one of my passions, yeah. man. Like, if I could do a coaching session a day, I would, I would love to do that, man. I love it. So yeah, you, you have a unique perspective. I feel that I have a unique perspective because even though I actually don't run a painting company, I talk with so many, so many painting company owners, just not, not just within painter marketing pros, but also this podcast, you run a painting company. And then you talk with, talked with over 200 people who have actually brought their business problems to you. What are some of the most interesting insights you've gained from, from that experience? From the exposure um, too. Yeah. I mean, for me collectively, if I had to break it down and boil it, people are just in their own way, you know? Um, the things that many people bring to me are, uh, with a little bit of perspective, which is just me offering, uh, an opinion in a way of just how I would handle a situation. Mm. Sometimes it unlocks this thing that's been holding them back from growth. And sometimes people just need a little push, man. It's, you know, it's scary growing a business. It, it is man making decisions and, uh, hiring, hiring a marketer, and spending money, if you're a new business owner that you never spent before, but sure. someone's telling you to spend X amount on software and X amount on marketing. And, and, and sometimes people need a little push and, 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 and to be told, Hey, it's, it's, it's safe on this side. Yeah. You know, so you, you think need, fear you know, is a big, is a big thing you've seen. Uh, uncertainty, fear, you know, but I always tell people that, and I've been saying this a lot lately. I don't know why it's well, I know why, but I tell people, listen, man, the biggest risk you ever made in business was actually starting it yeah. when you quit your job. Anything after that, not a risk at yeah. all in comparison. Okay. You're already in it. So you're already out of the plane. You already, you're already jumped out, already of, the jumped out of the back. plane. You're, Don't you're free fall. You, yeah. You didn't quit your business to just be stagnant, right? You got to understand this is a growth game. You got to keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving the needle. Marketing, sales, administrative production. It never stops. So and and to piggyback on that, usually I can narrow down uh, after just a few questions, you know, what's the, what's the prohibitor? I always just try to find out what that one thing is. And we just spent time hitting that, you know, I had somebody yesterday, uh, who I did one for, and he was letting, he was getting ready to, to let his best employee go sell floors. And, uh, I said, well, why is he leaving? He's been with you for two years. And he told him that he was burnt out from painting. And I said, well, let me ask you, you know, what does he do during the day? Well, it's just me and him every day. And I said, well, let me ask you another question. Are you estimating how often? Well, pretty often. Well, you're leaving him on the job by himself. He's responsible for the whole job. And you show no urgency of getting a team under him to help him grow to a point where you fulfill the promise you gave him when he came to you two years ago. Yeah. And if anything, it's just like saying, hey, you know, you have to keep moving the needle here. You've, you can't be complacent, even though you're making good money. You got to remember the people around you want to want to grow too, not to this, not to the level you are, but they want to feel as though that they're achieving something. You want those people in your business. Yeah. So we hit that. That was a great one. So things like that come up, man. And we try to try to knock them out. People want to, people want to have opportunity. 
what do you see or how do you see, and I feel like we, we've already talked a lot about this, but are, is there anything we haven't talked about um, that you see the painting industry changing? You know, any trends upcoming uh, that you would, you would kind of give people a heads up about? Uh, you know, people like you are popping up left and right. And I just say, have discernment. Understand that there's certain people that are just trying to sell you leads. And there's certain people that actually give a crap. Um, Brandon's one of them. Uh, that's what I'm seeing more often than not. You get these people that understand that contractors are susceptible um, and uh, they, they will pitch you the vision of, of getting you leads and getting you jobs. And uh, when it comes time to fulfill, they'll lock you in a contract and make you want to sue them. Uh, and they don't do anything outside of what they said they were going to do. And in your space, Brandon, you and I both know you need to do more. You need yep. to be there to coach. You need to be there to teach. You need to be there to guide. You need to be there to comfort. You need to be there to coach again. You know, I mean, so it's one of those things that that's what I'm seeing is the more and more uh, we, we advance in this digital age, the more people that are going to pop up and say that they can market to painters and get paint jobs for contractors, because it's one of the most appealing things you can put on Facebook is a before and after picture. And these marketers sure. know that. So yep. they're preying on people left and right, have discernment, identify the good guys in the bunch. And uh, that is my advice to anyone listening. Yep. Yeah. The, sna the snake oil salesman, make sure you do your diligence. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, Hey, if, if people want to email you, is there an email they can reach out to you at? Tanner at dripjobs.com. That's my personal email. Um, I'll try to get back to you. Um, you know, uh, but at this time, uh, you know, it was a little busy. So best way to reach me is uh, to message me on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Contractor yeah, coach. at contractor coach at contractor coach on Instagram. Okay. Um, so there is a, a coupon code that Tanner's given away today. He doesn't, <laughs> didn't know he was giving it away. Uh, he has a, a really great purple drip jobs hat on right now. I actually have have one as well. I'll but. tell you what, I will actually give you a coupon code. Listen, if you, if you oh, sign up for, coupon code. I have a real one. Yeah. If okay. you sign up for drip jobs, I will give you my hiring course for free. So I have a hiring course that I made. Mm -hmm. Uh, it goes through my entire hiring process. All you got to do is tell, tell me that Brandon sent you and I will give you a link and you can take my four lesson hiring course and I guarantee it'll help you out. So, uh, yeah, I think you really like that. I love that. And if you say coupon code, Brandon, he'll also send you a hat. Ooh, yeah, I could do that. I got merch. Maybe not, maybe not, but you'll get the yeah, higher. Dude, maybe. I have 200 hats. I way over ordered. We'll send you, we'll send you a hat. <laughs> All right, Tanner. Well, hey, thanks, man, for coming on. This was awesome. Definitely Pleasure, a bit man. of a different show uh, for us, but I think in a way much needed, actually. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for the opportunity, man. It's awesome. Awesome. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, Visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Hey there, painting company owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us your feedback. Let us know how we did. And also, if you're interested in taking your painting business to the next level, make sure you visit the Painter Marketing Pros website at paintermarketingpros.com to learn more about our services. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at brandon at paintermarketingpros.com and I can give you personalized advice on growing your painting business. Until next time, keep growing.
Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.